This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. The Bible says this in Matthew 7 and 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Let us pray. God, I just praise you for all you're doing. I praise you for how you've blessed our church. God, because Lord, it's really it's your church. We just get to be a part. And thank you for all you're doing. I pray now that I would speak a word in season. God, I've prayed to the best of my ability. I've tried to seek you, Lord. I I prayed my word would be in season today. And for all you do, I'm going to praise you, believing you for a fruitful invitation. I'm believing that today because I pray that prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about let's pray more in 2024. Let's pray more in 2024. Billy Graham said these words. He said, heaven is full of answers to prayers to which no one bothered to pray. Heaven is full of answers to prayers to which no one bothered to pray. You know, many times I will have parents will come up to me and they'll say, Pastor Benny, my child has been asking some questions about faith. And then they'll say, but I want my child to be mature. And really, Pastor Benny, I want my child to understand what they're doing. And Pastor Benny, what I I really want, I want my child child to, to, to grow up. And what they're actually saying is they want the child to become like an adult or to become an adult. But did you know in the Bible, folks, Sometimes God addresses us and says, the child don't need to become like the adult. The adult needs to become like the child. Look what the Bible says. Verily or truly I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said the, the child don't need to become like the adult. The adult needs to become like the child. Years ago, I read a book by Cameron Thomas, Thompson, excuse me, and it was the master secrets of prayer. And he told a story. Cameron Thompson said one day in his, he and his family were out shopping and he said they looked in a window and there was a doll there and the little girl said, daddy, I, I'd like to have that doll. How much is it? And he said, it's $4.98. And he said, you need to just pray. She said, I will. She said, but daddy, wait. It's $4.98. How many pennies is that? He said, honey, it's 498 pennies. And she just started praying. And there was a lady in their church who collected her change And she kept her pennies separate. And she said one day she put some pennies in the jar. And God said to her, 
you need to give those pennies to Mr. Thompson's daughter. And that lady said, I did just that. And that little girl counted those pennies and there wasn't 495 and there weren't 501. There was 498 pennies. <laughs> Look, Warren Wiersbe said this. He said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but it's laying hold of his willingness. It's not overcoming God's reluctance. It's laying hold of his willingness. There are 650 recorded answers to prayer in the Bible. 650 recorded answers to prayer in the Bible. Now, Barbara and I have one child, Savannah Abigail. And Savannah Abigail took a job one time in Columbia, Missouri. And all I want to say, folks, if you think it's cold here, amen? But we would visit her in Columbia, Missouri. And I remember one time going to see Savannah Abigail, and she said to me, she said, Daddy, I want to tell you something. She said, I live in this apartment complex. And I was there in her apartment, and literally, you could pull your handkerchief out and put it on the floor, and you had carpet wall to wall. I mean, it was just a, just a cracker box. It was just a small apartment. But she said, Daddy, the people grill out here. They grill out steaks, they grill hamburgers, they grill chicken, and it smells so good. And she said, you know, Daddy, I would like to have a grill. I really would like to have a grill. She said, I believe I would grill out. I believe I'd fix me a hamburger. I believe I'd cook me some chicken. I'd love to have it. I said, Savannah, is there a Walmart here? She said, Daddy, it's about a mile. It's down here on the expressway. So we load up, I had a small little rental car, we go to the Walmart and I look and there is a gas grill and it's put together. Now let me explain to you folks, if Benny Tate works on something, it will never ever work again. <laughs> if you want it destroyed, just let Benny Tate work on it. I, there's no, listen, I, I, you said, Pastor Benny, did you have a hard time figuring out what you were supposed to do with your life? No, because so many things I couldn't do. It was pretty simple to figure out what I was supposed to do. Literally everything I put together, there's 12 pieces left over. But anyway, I said, it's that one right there, Savannah. I said, that's a good one. I promise you that one. It was the only one put together. But I said, that's a good one. That's the one we're getting. And I started pushing it up there and I paid for the grill and I got it outside and then I tried to get it in that little car. And it wouldn't fit in that little car and I got frustrated and I went back inside and I said to the manager, can you announce if there's anybody here got a pickup truck and it's only about a mile on the expressway. I mean, it was cold. It was 15, 20 degrees, but I said, it's only about a mile on the expressway and we announced and we announced and we announced and nobody in Columbia, Missouri apparently has a pickup truck. <laughs> and so finally I got outside with a grill and I said, Savannah Abigail, Give me your coat. She said, Daddy, that's an expressway. I said, Savannah, Abigail, bless God, you give me your coat. She said, okay. And then this is what happened. So my dad is currently pushing a gas grill for me because it wouldn't fit in the car. So he was like, I'll just push it to your apartment. And so, yeah. 
can, can, can I tell you something? I was hesitant to even show that. And Savannah Abigail, she would have never filmed it if she'd known it would ever been shown, if you know her. Well, why, Pastor, would you show it? Matthew 7, 11, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more should your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask him? I love what Dr. Charles Stanley said. He said, the one thing Satan does not want you to do is pray. You hear me, folks? The one thing Satan does not want you to do is pray. If he can keep you busy, anxious, distracted enough, if he can keep you off your knees and away from God, then he doesn't care what else you do. He wants to do everything he can, ladies and gentlemen, to keep you from praying. Now, I want to take a few minutes, and I want to talk to you about conditions for answered prayer. Conditions for answered prayer. Condition number one, now this is deep, but it's the most important condition. It's, it's condition number one, but it's deep. You've got to... D.L. Moody said, I never prayed long prayers, but I never went long without prayer. James 4 and 2 said, you have not because you ask not. Now, as we launch into this new year, if we're going to pray more, first of all, folks, you have to have a special time. You have to have a special time. David said in Psalms 5 and 3, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. So wait, Pastor. You're saying we have to pray in the morning. I did not say that. I said you have to have a special time when you meet with God. You have to have a special time. You have to have a special time, a time of the day that, or, or whenever it is, the time of the night, but this is when I meet with God. Well, pastor, what if I, I miss a day? Go back the next day. I love what Oswald Chambers said. This is so good. Listen to what Oswald Chambers said. He said, no one has time to pray. Look, no one has time to pray. We have to take time from other things that are valuable in order to understand how necessary prayer is. Nobody has time to pray. You've got to take time from other things that are valuable in order to understand how necessary prayer is. You've got to have a special time, but then quickly. You've got to have a special place. You know, when they was going to arrest Jesus, they said, uh, we know where we'll find him, where we'll find him. Just go to the Garden of Gethsemane because that's his prayer place. Well, folks, you need a special place. And can I tell you something too? When they came to arrest him, Judas said, I'll kiss him. 
That way you'll know who he is. I'm not real smart, but you know what that tells me? Jesus must have looked just like everybody else. That's a thought. So I don't think he had a gold chair on the platform. He looked just like everybody else. I'm talking about a special time. I'm talking about a special place. And he said, well, I took my, I've got my phone. No, no, you don't need your phone. So you've got some issues in your life. You don't need to run to the phone. You need to run to the throne. That'd be a good tweet. <laughs> Amen. You, we're, we're running to the phone and we need to run to the throne. We're running to Facebook and we need to run to the faith book. But then, then you need a, a special plan. You say, preacher, when I pray, it's just about 30 seconds. Well, that's better than 20. But you need a plan. So, pastor, what, what, what is your plan? Well, I'll be honest with you. When I'm going to spend my time with God, I, I read the Bible first. You say, why would you do that? I think he ought to have a chance to speak to me before I speak to him. I just want to give him first word. I read my Bible. And something I've used for years is a little acrostic called Acts. I start out with A, and that means adoration. And I've learned if I just praise the Lord, if I just do like Isaiah of old, and I see the Lord high and lifted up, I just start out adoration, just praising Him. But then I move to C, and C means confession. Because what I've learned when I start out praising Him, usually He'll pinpoint something in my life that's just not right. Has He ever done that to anybody else? He'll pinpoint something. He'll just say, that's just not right in your life. He'll pinpoint it. Adoration, C, confession. T, thanksgiving. I'll just thank him for all the blessings. Gosh, you can spend a lot of time there just thanking him. You can spend a lot of time just, just looking for things. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And then S stands for supplication. And that is to say, I just take the needs, the prayer requests, the things that people are praying about. See, you need a special time. You need a special place. <laughs> you need a special plan. But right quickly, you need a special person. You say, what, what do you mean I need a special person? Well, here's what I'd recommend is we launch this new year and you want to pray more, find you an accountability partner and say, would you hold me accountable for praying more in 2024? Would you send me a text? Would you give me a call and say, hey, by the way, how you doing with your prayer time in 2024? I just want to hold you accountable. Folks, let me tell you something. I, I got up one morning to rush into the day I had so much to accomplish, I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me. Heaven came each task. Why doesn't God help me? He replied, you, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't help me. He replied, you didn't seek. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock, but God gently and lovingly chided, oh, my child, you didn't knock. Folks, I got up this very morning. I paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish. I had to take time to pray. All I'm saying, if we're going to have success in our prayer life, the first step is we got to pray. Now, there's a second step. What's that step? You've got to clear out the junk. You've got to clear out the junk. What do you mean? Well, look what Psalm 66 and 18 says. 
If I regard, what does regard mean? It means cuddle or hold on to. If, if I regard, what what's iniquity means? It means the junk. The junk may be lust. The junk may be bitterness. The junk may be unforgiveness. The junk may be something in the past. The, the junk may be greed. The, the junk may be perfectionism. The, 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 the junk may be public approval and public pleasing everybody. That could be all kind of junk. The, the junk may be some kind of vice in your life. The junk may be an addiction. But if I regard the junk, God won't hear me. What does that mean? Here's what it means. I don't like somebody, and I've got malice in my heart, and I'm praying about a situation. God said, I'm not going to hear that prayer until you get the junk out. Am I preaching the word, folks? Until, until listen, God, God's saying, I want to hear that prayer. But look, two people can't be right with God and wrong with each other. Until you get the junk out, Benny, I'm not going to hear it. Let me tell you the third step to answer prayer. It's open your mouth and let God fill it. <laughs> uh, I just want you to know, I don't think nobody's in confused, but this message is original with me. Look what the Bible says. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth and let God fill it. What does that mean, Pastor? It means, folks, we've got to believe God. We've got to believe God can do it. See, when, I, when I'm going through a struggle, there's some scriptures that I hold on to. It's Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2. I will lift my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. <laughs> my help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Ladies and gentlemen, if God can create a world, if God can speak this world into existence, if God can put a world and a space into orbit, if God can put the planets at their proper place, if God can create the sun, the moon, and the stars, my God can help you. He's a big enough God. I love to read about the life of George Mueller. George Mueller was a preacher, but his primary ministry was caring for orphans. After Mueller died, they found his prayer journals. There was 50,000 answers to recorded prayer in Mueller's journals that he had prayed. He cared for 10,024 orphans in his life. I mean, just a, a, a hero of the faith. One day there in the orphanage, they said to Mr. Mueller, there's no food. George said, set the kids down at the tables and pray and thank God for the food. They said, Mr. Mueller, you must have misunderstood us. There is no food. He said, set the kids down at the table and thank God for the food. They sat down at the table 
They prayed and they thanked God for the food. About that time, this is all documented. Knock at the door. A baker was standing at the door and said at two o'clock this morning, God woke me up. I couldn't rest. And God woke me up at two o'clock and told me to bake a bunch of bread and bring it down here to this orphanage. I don't know if you need it or not, but God told me to do it. About that time, another knock at the door. A man said, let me tell you, I was driving my milk cart right by the orphanage. He said, God bear me record, my milk cart broke down. Tons of milk is going to go bad if you don't take it. Mueller said, we can take it. Let me tell you something, folks. We need to open our mouth and let God fill it. We need to open our mouth and let God fill it. We need to open our mouth and let God fill it. We need to open our mouths and let God fill it. You said, well, preacher, I like this. I want faith to come alive and build in my heart, and I'm going to start praying. No, no, no. I want to help you build faith in your life. How do you do it? Get that Bible out. Dust it off. Get in. Oh, no. Get that Bible out. Dust it off. Get that Bible out. Dust it off. Because so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You get in your Bible. You get in Bible study. You get in a life group. You get in Sunday school. You get accountability in your life. You make up your mind that church is not going to be a possibility. Church is going to be a priority because I need to hear the word of God because I need faith to build in my heart. Let me tell you the fourth step to answered prayer. That's don't forget your secret asset. Preacher, what would that be? Well, look what the scripture says. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down. This man, he, he's a father that's broken. He's, he's a father that's broken. And this is what he said. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic. And he's sore vexed. For oftentimes he falls into the fire and, and into the water. Let me explain what was going on, folks. This man had a son who, if you read the story on had some demon possession. And the Bible says he would have like a seizure and he would fall into the fire or he would fall into the water. And this man came to the Lord over his son. Now, parents, I want you to hear me very clearly. We raise our children. You hear, Pastor. And sometimes our children are going down a different path. And I know parents who've lived their lives beating themselves up and said, if I'd just been the parent, I should have been. Beating themselves up. And by the way, I want to say that's not of God. And there's another one thing I want you to understand. Because your child's not maybe on the straight and narrow like you want, it no way means that you weren't a great father. It no way means you weren't a great mother. Because if you're going to take that mindset, God was a bad parent. Because the first two people he created was Adam and Eve. And they made some bad decisions and they sinned. 
And that doesn't make God a bad parent. And because of what your children are doing, they've got a free will. They're a free moral agent. That doesn't make you a bad parent. It says they're free. It says they're free. Now, he, he brought his son. His son was having major problems. And look what verse 16 says. And they brought him to the disciples. Wait, they could not cure him. Get this. They couldn't cure him, but God had give them, given them the power to. Look what the scripture says in Matthew 10 and 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. God had given them the power to do it. But they couldn't do it. Then we get to verse 17. And Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither, bring him hither to me. Now get this. Faithless means unbelieving. Faithless means not committed enough to God. Perverse generation means too committed to the world. Unbelieving, not committed enough to God. Perverse, too committed to the world. Now what's the answer? Verse 21. How be it, this type only happens by prayer and fasting. What does prayer do? It connects you unto God. What does fasting do? It disconnects you from the world. Faithless, perverse, what is the answer? The answer is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Somebody said, Pastor Benny, can I fast uh, social media? Certainly, probably be wise. But when the Bible speaks of fasting, it's talking about food. And it's talking about pushing back a meal. It's talking about saying no to the dessert. It's a Daniel fast, no meat, no bread, no sweets. It's a Jewish fast, maybe six in the morning to six in the evening. It's just taking one meal and saying, I'm going to fast this meal. It's saying, no, no, I'm going to fast those sweets. It's, it's whatever God lays on your heart. I, we're not trying to be legalistic. I, you say, Pastor, I've never done it before. I'm going to go on a 40-day liquid fast. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> but we can do something I started out preaching, folks, and I had a mentor. His name was Cotton Ross. He ordained me. He's the one who laid hands on me, and he preached my ordination when I got ordained. Cotton Ross was cross-eyed. And when he preached, you couldn't tell if he was looking at you or the guy beside you. This whole deal, the, the, the mission, the, the, the vision statement of Rock Springs Church to make heaven bigger by caring better. I brought it from Tennessee because I learned from Cotton Ross. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
I learned from Cotton Ross that we're servants of God and we serve the people. And folks, we should never make a pastor some celebrity. He's not a celebrity. He's a servant of God. He's a pastor to people. And Cotton Ross taught me, when you pray and pray and pray, and you can't get an answer, Benny, put some fasting with your prayer. Put some fasting with your prayer. I say to you this month, put some fasting with your prayer. Lastly, folks, and I'm done. Don't give up. I'm saying to you today, don't you give up. Just as that father didn't give up on his son, I'm saying to you today emphatically, don't you give up. Don't you give up. The Bible says in Luke 18 and 1 that men ought always to pray and not to faint. What does that mean, preacher? It means don't you ever give up. It means don't you ever give up. Don't you ever give up on your family. Don't you ever give up on children. Don't you ever give up on God. I'll tell you what it means. It means don't you ever give up. W.P. Mackey was 17 years old. And he decided he wanted to go off to college. And as he was getting ready to go off to college, his mama said, W.P., I've got something I want to give you. I want to give you a Bible. And she wrote his name in the Bible. And she wrote her name in the Bible. And she wrote John 3.16 in the Bible. And W.P. Mackey goes off to a school, no doubt with professors who have all the answers. Who, who much like today, no doubt probably taught him that you have to be open-minded. Forget the upbringing you've had. Forget the roots that you've had. The professors know far more than your mother and father. You've got to be open-minded. And folks, our kids have become so open-minded, their brains have fallen out. There is a standard, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And W.P. Mackey gets in that environment and starts doing some things, and before long he goes down to the pawn shop because he needs some alcohol, and he pawns that Bible for just pennies because he wants to use it to get alcohol and to party and to do all the things that you'd want to do. But nevertheless, even with W.P. Mackey's lifestyle, he becomes a doctor. And he becomes the chief of staff at a prestigious hospital in Scotland. But not only does he become the chief of staff at a prestigious hospital in Scotland, he becomes the president of the Society for Atheists there. But wait, he still had a mama that wouldn't quit praying. He still had a mama that wouldn't quit praying. Dr. Mackey was treating a patient one day and he said the, the patient's not gonna live. 
And he looked over at the man's wife and he said to the man's wife and to the man, we've done all we can do. He's not going to live. And he said, when I said that, the man, documented story, the man said to his wife, go, go get my book. And Dr. Mackey said, I walked out of the room. He said, the next morning I came back and I asked the lead nurse, I said, tell me about the man. She said, he died. He died. And then Dr. Mackey said, that book, what was he wanting? His date book? What was he, what, what was he wanting? Uh, his, his bank book? She said, no, no, Dr. Mackey. He was wanting his Bible. He said, okay. And she said, you know what's strange? They haven't got it yet. It's still in there on the pillow. It's in there on his pillow. Dr. Mackey said, I walked in there and opened the Bible up. And I saw my name. And I saw my mama's name. And I saw John 3, 16. And he said, I fell down on my knees. And I asked God to save me. Some of you are too young to remember this, but he went on to write that song. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. I'm saying family today, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to quit. I don't know about you, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on God. I, oh, let's stand to our feet. Can we just stand and praise the Lord? We're not going to give up on God. We're not going to give up on God. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.